watch thing i've just seen pop up on sports but jockey watch jockey watch it says it's new hang on it's got all these names let me click on one angela jones uh, and then it's got a right friday's rides oh mm. interesting plus you can literally find out where the jockeys are running and what their rides are oh that's pretty cool yeah craig williams oh yeah he's got a few well, if you're looking at Tomorrow. country New South Wales, just follow Aaron Bullock, killing it. Hang on. I can have a look at him. Have a look at Aaron Bullock. He's got a What's few he tomorrow. Got? Tomorrow he's got Windmill Road, Oakfield Prince, Impact Star, classic deal. Yeah. Mate, he's been booting home winners from everywhere. Okay. So that's at Ken Grange tomorrow. Yeah. So follow Aaron Bullock. I definitely reckon he'll ride one at least. And look at the odds of them. 26, 9, 7. And four dollars sixty. Are you on the same thing? Yeah, I'm just on Sportsbet now. Having a look. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's not yeah, bad. He's like, yeah, it's really good. He's like the form jockey at the moment in um in Sydney. Yeah, righto. And then oh, obviously Zach Lloyd as well. He's got he's going to he's going to Kembla Grounds for one ride tomorrow. Eight dollars fifty. Los Padres in race seven. Yeah, this is a nice little feature. Yeah. yeah, Voldemort, McAvoy, what's what have, what's what he got here? I think he's having a spell at the moment. I think he's, he's oh, got, let's have a look. No, he's got three rides. No, tomorrow. he's got right. Yeah, he's got Rocks Girls, Long Jet. Well, the thing is, I'm McAvoy's actually back in form. Is he? I'm not sure not backing him, but so I'm you're, not going to. You're saying his name now? Yeah, no. Well, he's he's been winning, so I can't really say no. I haven't heard you say his name in a while. Yeah, if that was. I was think I was just going to keep calling him Voldemort until he actually won a race. <laughs> And that lasted a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, man, it's good to. Uh, it's actually good to have you back because I've been. Um, I've just been treading water over here since you've been gone. Yeah. What? Well, it doesn't sound like you. I've Drowning. missed a lot when it comes to racing. Obviously, we had Royal Ascot come on, and that was a bit of a bloodbath thing in the end for for a few punters. I think I I got out late in the last two days, which was good, but I didn't have a huge amount of reception to to text through anything. Yeah. Um. But outside of that, I don't think it's been a great deal on. So we haven't really missed anything. I think we had the Grafton Carnival, but that was a bit of a shit show with it just being up on pace, leader bias. So for, if your horse is out the back, like you pretty much had near no chance of winning. Yeah. That was Royal so Ascot was, um, was disappointing, wasn't it? There was a lot of seconds. Yeah, we had a lot of placings in those first three days. And I was like, surely my luck's going to... Um, to, to turn, which which it did in the end, which I was really lucky about. But what was interesting is I couldn't use, the, obviously, the Wi-Fi to, to access my betting account, but Neen had uh, roaming on over there. So then yeah. I just connected to her hotspot and my app would work, which was great. Mm. So I was able to, to actually punt over there for the last two days of the Royal Ascot Carnival, and then I kind of just, I just turned my phone for that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So how was it having a month off punting? Uh, it was surprisingly not too bad. It was actually quite refreshing. Yep. Like it was, it was good not having to like, I don't know, just like 
cop the losses, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you would have just got to experience, you know, life in a different way. Yeah, so, it, yeah, we, it was good. Um, I feel refreshed. Like, I think I'll be real fired up come next week because we've got, I think, Group 2 racing at Rose Hill or Miranda. I can't remember one of the two. And then we've got um, Group 3 <laughs> racing at Flemington. So, the season really kicks off next week, which will be great. So, we could hit the ground running. So that's the, that's it's kind of like the start of spring, is it? Yeah. So what you usually do is the the horses year starts on the first of and first of August and ends on the thirty first of July. So yeah. every horse um, turns like a new like a, another year older as of the first of August. Oh, what do you mean? They don't actually go by their birth date. No. So they go. So you know how my horse Daya. You know how she's she's currently three. So as of the 1st of August, she turns four. Very weird. So they could actually be five. Well, yeah, technically, so Europeans, that's how it works. So this is all just so it separates, like, the age brackets of races because you know how you have three-year-old handicaps, two-year-old handicaps and all that. Yeah. So they kind of line it up with the new season of horse racing, and yeah. then that's how it all works. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah, so every horse's birthday is the 1st of August. See, here I am like a schmuck thinking that they're actually giving these horses the dignity of giving them the age that is from their birth date, but... Well, it's a great way to think of it. My Daya, she's born on the 15th of August, so it's only two weeks early we're celebrating her birthday. Oh, well, so you know, at least you know. Yeah. You as an owner will know you're at the exact date of birth of your horse, but for racing purposes and age race, like it's like a kid going into school kind of thing. Like they have to be born at a certain time and then you just go into school. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, I get Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, so should we get into it? Should we go to – so Randwick this weekend – Yep, so Randwick in this weekend. So like I said, it, we're, we're, it's going to be the last weekend of the of last year's season or the 2022-23 the season. So it's off-season racing. So the first thing I'll recommend to everyone is don't be putting your normal staking into these races. These horses are coming to the ends of their prep because they're trying to get some riches up while the good horses are spelling. Um, some horses might be resuming in these races. So... There's a lot of different form lines coming in, a lot of horses who are fit, some who are at the end of their prep. So don't be launching in into, into anything unless you've got real confidence. So that's my first warning. I wish you we had you here a month ago to tell us that. <laughs> I think a few people said that. <laughs> yeah, right. So what do we got? Rail out five metres, uh, weather sunny, good track expected. It's been a bit wet around there recently. Yeah, that's what I've been reading. So they've they've caught a bit of a rain and some cold periods there, but it's uh, being Randwick being the track it is. I, I suspect it'll be really fair racing, and the rail out five meters is no real concern to me. There might be an element of of on pacey type um, favors early on, but I suspect going down um, they'll be coming down the middle because I know that they, I think there was a meet there. Oh, I can't remember. It was a couple of weeks ago now. And the rail was out heaps and horses were still coming down the, the outside. And that's why Randwick's widely regarded as one of the, the best tracks in, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, race three. Yeah, so there's three races. I would, I'm just going to – so in how we're structuring it t- tonight for the listeners, I'm just going to touch on the races where I have an interest in a horse 
there's no bets placed yet or anything like that. But it's just there's a when I went through the form guide today on my lunch break, these are the horses that caught my eyes and the odds. So in race three, we've got a class three highway now. I'm not this a big is weird, yeah. Punter. This is weird for you. Yeah, I'm not a big punter when it comes to the highway, and the likelihood of me betting into this race is probably slim to none. But I just want everyone to take note of number 13 here, Melody, again. Yep. So I think she's going to be heading towards much better races than, than this Class 3. She, I thought first up in a Class 2 highway, I think it was in mid-July, um, was absolutely enormous, was held up, held up, held up until about, I think, about 300-metre mark. And then she burst through and was um, Zaru, who was ridden by Zach Wood, who's absolutely riding like a demon at the moment, had the more economical run and just got um, the bob on it. I think it was 0.1 of a length or even less in it. I yeah. love that run. I love that run for Melody again. So I think the horse is absolutely flying. Retains Mitch Bell. Um, Singleton has a really good opinion of this horse. The only concern I have is that barrier. Is Singleton related to John Singleton? I don't know. But I did hear a story about him trying. He's selling all his horses now. He's got $100 million worth of horse. Who Singleton does or John does? Uh, John Singleton. No, nah, not Scott Singleton. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So, yeah, just to keep an eye on that horse, I think it's it's had five starts and its only blemish was uh, a, a forgive like a forgive run in, at Hawkesbury on a heavy nine. I don't think the horse handles the heavy going. It's every other run it's ever had has been enormous. So, um, keep an eye on it. If you see money come for it, um, you can have a little flutter, but just be cautious, like I said, with, um, with it, one, being a highway, but two, that barrier. Okay. I like it. I like it. I missed. I've missed this. I, I have. So race eight. The so race the eight. Day. I do. So I think I touched on it earlier, where we spoke about the the Grafton Carnival and the Ramoni handicap, where it was or Ramoni, I think it's called, was where it, the Grafton Carnival where it really favoured those up on pace. Now number three, Depor in this race, um, that Ramoni was enormous along with Far Too Easy, which is that uh, David McComb horse. Yeah. Now, both of those horses were right out the back in this race. Um, Far Too Easy came down the outside and just made up an incredible amount of ground on the big goodbye. And Deepaw was kind of running up bums and had to come up the inside rails. So it had a bit of a bit of interference, and it, it also finished off really, really strongly. So I really like the horse. Dylan Gibbons is obviously um, an amazing jockey. He's killing it at the moment, as is Zach Lloyd. Now, Deepaw is actually nommed for race eight at Eagle Farm also, and I think the horse is immoral if it goes there. So just um, watch and see those scratchings leading up to Saturday. But I think if he goes to Eagle Farm, I think with um, Jimmy Orman back on board, I think the horse is, is group and listed, um, I think at least listed grade. And the horses he's facing, I think there's only one one horse that really worries me, and that's Black on Beauty with the lightweight. Yeah. Um, yeah, that thing. Yep, that Black on Beauty. I've followed that a little bit. Um, did it go down to something recently? Well, we were on like it. Hatchet we were on it um, in late June when Hatchet got over it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, interesting. So what do you reckon that'll pay at Eagle Farm? Uh, well, I think there's about three bucks on offer. 
So obviously, if, if we get the scratching, I think I think there'll be money for Black on Beauty because obviously the Jones Golan combo is going to be great. The horse has um, an eight kilo weight advantage over Deepwater, which will be interesting. Um, I think Hatchet, I think Hatchet will be covered by Black on Beauty. So if you're playing quaddies up there, I won't be. But if you're playing quaddies, just put one and fourteen in there. I think you'll you'll be pretty safe. Okay, nice. Uh, now, where are we going now? Randwick race nine, the next race. Now, this this to me is the best uh, bet on the card. Again, don't launch into it just because of um, just because of the off season racing. But I black booked the horse to Tazar to I don't even know how to pronounce it. T A Z A R A. It's number eleven. Give me a crack at this. Yes, there you go. Uh I'd go Tazarel. There you go. So Tazarel. So I love this horse. Horses run first up and over the mile there in a BM78 um, in mid-July. So I went back and watched the replays. So this horse is an Irish import. So it um, was obviously bought out here by the, the Snowdens. Now, the horses prepped first up um, in January this year. It was all right. I think it, it had Voldemort on when he wasn't racing in the greatest of, mm. of form. And I thought the horse was just really unlucky. And they stretched him out to 2,000 metres, which I don't think is his go. I think he's better suited to the to the mile there or maybe even the, the 1,800 metres. Now, this horse was – he was he was um, firm in the market, but it wasn't favourite. So he started around the $7 mark. And he carried the 57, 57 and a half kilos. He was right out the back when the rail was out and they were expected to be on speed. And he absolutely rocketed to the line. Now, he beat a lot of the horses that he meets here – in Super Pursuit, who we've got an opinion of, Stonecoat, who's actually the favourite in this race, he beat them all quite comfortably. Now, I know that Stonecoat uh, comes back five kilos, but um, uh, Tazarel comes back two and a half as well. So there's only really a two and a half kilo weight swing. And then you look also down there with Super Pursuit, same thing. He carried 61 kilos, so he drops back to the 56 and a half, which is what, four and a half kilos. But Again, we know that it's, it's only a two-kilo weight thing on uh, Tazaral. I love the booking of Chad Schofield. I think he's a better jockey, not to, to discount Tom Sherry, but I think Chad's a better jockey. And I think if we've got a bit of speed up the front because you've got Stonecoat rolling forward with Kiss the Bride, um, Silent Agenda, I think Tom Tazaral can kind of pee, um, park in just behind the speed, maybe two, maybe three pairs back off the fence. And I feel like the horse is just going to rock it home. And I think it's the best bet on the on the Randwick card. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. This, this is a cracking-looking race. It's actually a good race. Like, Stonecoat was beaten fair and square by by Tazarel last start, as was um, Super Pursuit. So if you go back Why and watch that replay. favourite now? What, sorry? Why is Stonecoat favourite? I don't know. Probably because of the weight swing. People will see that it, it was 61 kilos last start and it drops back. But I still think it's going to get a decent amount of pressure up up front from um, from Silent Agenda and Kiss the Bride and a few others that are drawn inside. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I really like the sound of this. I, I'm getting $5 and $2 a place for Tazarel. And I think... If you if you go back and go onto Racing New South Wales website and watch the replay, it was enormous. Like the way the horse let down in that final two hundred meters, it it's just it's going to benefit from the run. It drops back in trip, mm. it gets a jockey upgrade, and it's drawn really really nicely. So I think all the favors point towards it, and I think it would not surprise me if it starts with a 
four, maybe even a three in front of its name and favourite for this race. Okay. Write that down. So that's it for Randwick. Um, let's have a look at Eagle Farm, yeah? We, we, we touched on Eagle Farm with Depot. Okay, so sweet. There was, there's not much there at Eagle Farm because, again, we're in off-season there. Okay, no need. Um, Mooney Valley. Yeah, so we returned to Mooney Valley on Saturday, which is awesome. So the rail's out about five metres. So as you and I have always spoken about, just keep an eye on those first couple of races with Mooney Valley because it does have that those tendencies to play with those on-pace runners. Now, they've got showers on Friday. I don't think it's a huge amount of, um, of rain, but I suspect them with the colder temperatures and a bit of the dew in the morning, I suspect it'll probably be in a five or six come Saturday. But it'll probably end up being upgraded if we've got a hot, like, good, like, nice sunny day, probably in the good range at some point throughout it. Yep. Love a bit of Mooney Rally racing. I haven't yeah. haven't seen it in a little while. Yeah, they've been they've, they've been mainly racing at um, Sandown, from what I can see. Yeah. And, uh, and Flemington. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Good to be back. What are you, what are you, what are you thinking here? So there's two races. So let's look at race four. So we blackbooked Magnus Spin, uh, number three in race four there. We blackbooked Magnus Spin after its first up run behind uh, Brung King and Lounge Bar Ruby. I thought the and Private Jumbo, sorry. They the horse was really, really good and clocked some great sectionals coming home. I think it copped from memory, it was the fastest last thousand to eight hundred, eight to six, six to four, four to two, and two to to the post of the race. Um, and I think he started to build into his prep. I didn't like his run um, at Caulfield. I don't think he handled the track. And then that race at Flemington over the 1,700, he seemed to have his chances because I thought Luke Campbell rode him very well. And he started equal favourite in that race, but I think his just condition gave out. So maybe sticking at 1,400 second up wasn't a great deal. And he probably would have preferred being stepped up to the mile, but – Obviously, for, for the Corsons, the 1,600-metre race may not have been available for the horse at the time. So I think now that the horse has got three runs under its belt, it's up to its um, more comfortable trip of about 2,000 metres. And then we get the booking of Craig Williams, which is really, really good. So I like the horse. What we've got to do, remember, though, the horse is still a maiden. So <laughs> it's probably not going to be a bet. And I can see there's quite a few dangers in. I know that the Prusca... Paul Pruska has a very good opinion of this Torrenzino, yeah, which is the favourite. So he's coming out of a quite a nice win over the two thousand metres. So he's got that run under his belt at Caulfield um, in early July. So that's probably not going to be a bet, but I'm certainly going to be keeping an eye on it. And if you see some sort of, um, I guess, money come towards it, um, yeah, have a look at it and maybe have a little flutter. Yeah, right. Pruska he loves training the stayers, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a good trainer of stays. I don't think he'll ever get one like Surprise Baby, but he's still got a, a – he's um he's he's good with them. Yeah, I don't actually see him training a lot of sprinters. Do you reckon he just – does he just focus on that? Like the Yeah, he's more – he's definitely a trainer of stays, or at least those those middle middle distance horses at, at worst. Yeah, I I think – I like that. A, a, a real specialist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, he, and he's, from all reports, he's actually a really lovely fellow as well. Yeah, okay. Good on you, so, Paul. Get him. Get him, Paul. Uh, now, what do we got? Race six. So, race six. So, I really like a horse by the name of Farago. Ferrari. Oh, uh, yep. 
All right, so I went through the form. He's drawn actually really nicely in the inside barrier. So you could probably say Thorin, Bainbridge, and Clade, him, Moore will probably roll forward, maybe with uh, Goliotis as well. So you got Faraga, who, and we know that Craig Williams is one of those elite riders who will always walk the track. So you know he's going to have the horse probably in the best ground come race time. Um, I really like this horse. I thought it's three from three at the trial at the distance. It's actually won. It actually won this exact race last year, from from what I've read. And I feel like he's been gearing up for this. So he won. He won uh, first up after a freshen up at Morpheville over the two thousand five hundred meters. He won by about three lengths, uh, and then he went to Caulfield in a two thousand four hundred meter stairs, um, like a Vobus Gold stairs race. And Craig Williams is actually on there. And he was two lengths behind Quay Quay and T Waters knocking off rolls and a couple of other sound horses in this grade. Yeah, so T Waters goes good, doesn't it? Yeah, T Waters is a decent horse. So I I think he I really like last run. So I think he's a, a great chance. And around the seven dollar fifty eight dollar mark, I think he's a great each way play. It's good pry. Yeah. Good pry. Throw that in. Craig Williams, um I saw him ride a winner today. Um Blowing at, at at the lakeside. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it because I I remember I had it a while ago. I had an accordion. He was on it as well, and it won. And I was like, should I have a bet on that thing? Because and and I was thinking when I was looking at it, I'm like, he's the best jockey in this race. And I think that yeah. thing was paying like seven fifty. And it was one of those races where who knows what was going to win. Like the, all the any of the horses probably could have won. And it's probably one of those ones where you should probably just go with the best jockey in the race. Well, you'll find with Craig now, he's going to be um, hunting for rides for his yeah. spring. So you'll find him start to um, – any horses he thinks is going to be a good chance for any of the spring riches, he'll be starting to build an association with them. So just keep an eye on a couple of his mounts um, probably from next weekend onwards because that's what he does. He just always just – he likes to be familiar with certain horses. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, so what what do we got now? Morfittville. Yeah, we've got one race there. at Morfittville. Yeah, so race seven, let's go down there now. We've bet on this horse before and we took some really good odds about her. Um, all about Eve. Ah, uh, yes. All right. So we, I think you remember back, we backed her in that, um, oh, what was it? It was it, wasn't it Ballarat on the, on the heavy deck? Remember? And we I, took about sixteen bucks when we posted the podcast, yeah. and it started five fifty. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember where it was. Was it Ballarat? Yeah, I think it was a Ballarat. Anyway, like she came back in the into spring, late spring, um, early summer la, last year. I didn't think she came up that prep because I, I just didn't like her run. Yeah, and then she was very plain in April, and then immediately Andrew Noblet um, put her out for for a for a spell. She then came back in a BM84 fillies and mares race at Caulfield over the 1100. And if you go back and watch the race, she was out the back and she absolutely rocketed to the line to only go down by, I think, one and a half lengths to Vivian, who was riding in quite, um, was racing in quite decent form. So the horse was actually down to race at Donald, I think, last Thursday. And I think, I can't remember whether I told you guys about it or not, but was scratched due to the heavy eight deck, which was interesting. So, She's obviously been saved for this race. I love Liam Rawdon being um, 
booked on her. She's one second up in the past, and she's actually won at the track and trip as well. So I think at around that $8.50 mark or, or thereabouts, I think she's a great each-way play, particularly if there's a bit of speed up front because if you're looking at the speed map, I have show some decorum, extreme thrills, Zaris, even Dothraki and, and Hop on Harry all rolling forward. So I'm hoping they can set a decent pace up for her and see her finish over the top of them. Yeah, right. There's um, some good value about these ones you've brought up today. Yeah, I thought I thought I wouldn't be. I don't want to be delivering two dollar things to everyone in off season racing because if it loses, you look like an absolute idiot. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, now, did you want to? Is there anything you don't have a little Friday fill up or anything for anyone? Do you? Uh, we got one at, at Kembla Grange tomorrow that we're going to go with. Okay. No, not no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Not Kembla Grange. It's at Bendigo. Okay. Yeah. Yep, so there's a horse called Abtruce in race two. Yeah, okay. Favorite. I thought the horse is I thought the horse was really, really good first up. Um over the eleven hundred at Bendigo. So obviously it's seen the track before and handled it. I think the drying surface is going to be playing more into its favour. Um I think the horse has a great chance to break through its maiden tomorrow. Okay, lovely. Um, that's what I want to see. Little James Cumming blue number. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, that was quick today. Yeah, nice and quick. I think we'll have a bit more of a preview because I really want to touch down on the on the Ori Star and the Missile Stakes next weekend. Yeah, okay, lovely. Really start getting into some work. Yeah. Now, I'm going to put out a little futures thing once the uh, once the odds come up so just keep watching on on whatever sports bet oh sorry betting agency you use but have a little bit on our girl benedetta to win the manicato uh <laughs> not just have a little bit on what's it do you know what's it pay, paying at the moment it's the odds won't be out yet but as soon just keep following it just keep checking every week or so because i think she i watched i think i sent it to you guys I watched her jump out at Mornington um, earlier or late last week, yep. and she looks like she is absolutely ready to fire. I think she's going to be first up in the Ori Star next Friday, uh, next Saturday, and if we're getting good odds, I think it's going to be a launch. Ah, uh, yes, lovely. Okay, all right, mate, that was uh, fantastic. Good to have you back. Good to be back, bud. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks.